Oh my God, hi, it's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, well, it is currently the kind of culture that is fighting the billionaire class. Goddamn right, fight the power. To this end, Troubled Waters pits a pair of entertainers against one another in a pop culture battle to the ego death. To win this battle, each guest will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks that they wish they had thought of in the moment, to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title Pundit Emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on, let's say, the wind resistance of a folding chair on a dock in Alabama. More weight <laughs> than a civilian's. You are listening to Troubled Waters. meet our guests. Our first contestant is a comedian. His album, Glenn Tickle Against the World Crime League, is out soon. A name that will sound very familiar to Max Funsters out there. It's Glenn Tickle. Hello. Hello, friends. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing good. So, so pleased to see you. You got a little pocket square happening? I do. I wanted to dress up for the Zoom. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I appreciate nice. that. I look like I just rolled out of bed and I apologize. No, you look fantastic. Uh, talk to me about this room you're in. Uh, this is my dining room. <laughs> Uh, I've been doing okay. a ton of virtual shows from a shed in my sure. yard uh, since the pandemic hit, but I'm I'm currently revamping the shed, so I have to do it from inside the house for once. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the there's a green screen behind me. That is not mine. That is my daughter's. Uh, her and her best friend are making a music video later uh, that they're very excited wow. about and kind of annoyed that I told them that they can't be in the dining room for this. It's part of it. Oh man! So. All right, listen. I'm very sorry, and we're gonna get it. We're gonna get them right back to set. Yeah, just as soon as we can. Grumpy ten year olds, but they're they're raring okay. to go backstage. Is it an original song or is it? Uh, I have no a, idea. I've I've not been no allowed in any information <laughs> to the process. Wow! Wow! Okay. Well, please do send it along. Yeah, uh, when it's I'll complete. send you the finished cut. I, I can't wait. Uh, our second contestant is a musical comedian. Her off-Broadway show, The Writing on the Stall, will start September 6th. It's Caitlin Cook. Hello, Caitlin. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, tell me about The Writing on the Stall. Um, well, it's a one-woman bathroom stall graffiti musical. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the that's the one-liner. That's the pitch. Um, but basically, I've been photographing bathroom graffiti for like 10 years. I studied art history. I've always been super into it. Why someone wrote something or drew a very illustrated penis on the wall. Took the time to do that. Um, and about five years ago, I've been doing musical comedy for a long time. I started turning the bathroom graffiti I'd been photographing into the lyrics of the songs that are then projected behind me. And that started to go really well. So I was like, you know what? I think I could probably write a whole musical of these, of men versus women stalls, of conversations people are having with strangers on walls with each other. And uh, I've been touring that at fringe festivals and everything all over the world. And now it's uh, premiering off-Broadway in September. Nice. Whereabouts? At the Soho Playhouse, where uh, Fleabag was, Nanette was, Sloss, Daniel Sloss uh, has been many times uh, a very cool little off-Broadway theater in Soho. What a great house. What a great house. 
I call it yeah. a house. I call it a house. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a theater person. You're in the know. You're I'm cool. It's a house. Yeah. It's a gorgeous house. Gorgeous yeah. house. All right. You have met our players. It is now time to see which of them has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So players, if you are ready, you will each now have your chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event or non-struck thing that happened in the last week or two. Glenn? Sure. Uh, I have two... Google alert set up. One is for my own name because I'm a narcissist. The other one is for <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai because it's my favorite movie. And uh, this week, I feel like it paid off. Uh, Peter Weller was on a fan expo panel in Boston and was like kind of grumpy because he didn't want to answer any questions. Uh, seemingly, I don't know if it was because of the strike he didn't want to talk about any of his past work or because robocop's over 35 years old and he's tired of talking about how heavy the suit was so he was just like let's talk can we talk about art or like literally anything else and people were walking (laughs) out and like really complaining and i'm like i i'm kind of on his side (laughs) like if i yeah if i i mean granted 35 years ago i was five but if the only thing anybody ever wanted to talk to me about was something that happened to me in kindergarten i'd be like can we please i have other interests can we talk about anything besides that because he has like a master's in i think he has a master's in jazz and a doctorate in art or maybe the other way around but like he's done other stuff he has interests he wants to talk about but everybody just wants to know if the visor was uncomfortable i mean granted i would only want to ask him questions about buckaroo bonsai but you know i understand why he might be a little a little grumpy about it in fairness he was at a fan fest and not at a doctorate in jazz (laughs) right it wasn't just uh, you know, he didn't have friends over and they're like, tell us about the suit, man. Did it weigh a right, lot? Right, right. Is it sweaty in it, there? You know, it's, you know what you're getting yeah, into. Go, go and, to this, yeah. you know, Holiday Inn Conference Center and talk to fans of two things that you did a long time ago. And don't be mad when they ask about those two things. But he took a different yeah. approach and I got to respect yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, Peter Weller, you will hear three words that you also probably hear a lot in this context at the end of the day, which is here's your check. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, <laughs> cheer up, cheer up, buckaroo. Yeah. But uh, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm sure it's very annoying. Uh, Caitlin. Um, it's probably not going to be overlooked by the time this podcast drops, but it just happened last night and I'm very excited about it and I haven't been able to talk to anyone about it yet. Mm. Last night on the Eras tour, Taylor Swift announced that she is re-releasing her probably biggest album, uh, 1989. She's re-recording all her albums. So last night she announced that she is going to drop that one in October and it was a very big deal. Uh, I saw a lot of pictures of like people in planes seeing the announcement projected on top of the stadium. Uh, it's uh, it's really cool that she is uh, re-recording to own her own music as a musician. Very much respect that and excited to hear uh, how she's turning all of these old songs that she recorded when she was a teenager uh, and has since learned so much at, about music and engineering and all of that into these new tracks that are still blowing up and uh, hitting billions of streams on Spotify. I love it. Did you see the Eras tour? I did not because I am poor. Yep. Same. Yeah. We, (laughs) uh, yeah. She ended her run at SoFi Stadium here in Los Angeles last night. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I did, I did check out StubHub and Mm -hmm. my hat flew off my head. Um, yep. <laughs> because those tickets were very, very expensive. And then mm-hmm. I was told, oh, check it at 430 because there's a kind of a thing that happens at 430, maybe some more mm-hmm. drop or whatever. They drop the prices or whatever. And it was like, 
it was still like my, my hat just kind of went like, boop, like that. Like it still moved. It yes. still moved. It's still it more. Still moved. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine lives uh, in LA and it? told me that he mm-hmm. saw somebody post in a buy nothing group asking for Taylor Swift tickets. And I'm yeah. like, the audacity. <laughs> the hey, if anybody the has any extras audacity. that you would just give me the, for free, I know these are going for quite nerve. a bit of money. But if you know, if you're not going to use them, I'll take them. It's bold. Yeah, it's a bold play. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, if somebody's partner, got a subscription to SoFi Stadium and they're not just not going to go to the show. <laughs> yeah, that's not how one. it works. I'm sorry, Caitlin. Oh, I was just going to say my partner's uh, favorite band is unfortunately Fish. And so I spent a lot of, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it's the so brave of you to admit. Um, <laughs> um, I spent the last uh, week going with him to Madison Square Garden uh, too many times to see Fish because they played seven times. And he was like, you know what? Thank you so much. I like, maybe we should go to Taylor and it'll be like a nice equal balance. Um, and I brought up the tickets being very expensive. And he was like, probably the amount I spent on fish tickets over seven nights will be equivalent. He went to, to all seven? One or yes, he did. <laughs> I mean, you love the dedication, but that's a lot. Yes. Of fish. Yeah, it was too much for me. Uh, and still, you, I so think wait. all seven, all seven nights would be uh, still cheaper than one Taylor Swift ticket. Absolutely. Pretty I'm sure. sorry. Did I hear you say you went to all seven? He went to all seven. He went to all seven. I made it to... I made it to three and a half. Oh my God. That's still incredible. Oh my that's God. A lot. That's still that's incredible. That's a lot of time. That is it's, so it's much. It's a lot. That's it's so a lot of much. fish. <laughs> oh boy. I like, I don't want to see my favorite band three and a half times in a week. No. If Harvey Danger <laughs> no. got back together, I might go like twice in one week, but that's but, I mean, going to be the maybe, most but here's frequency the thing I'm willing to give that, a band. Here's the thing with that, Glenn. I mean, I love them too, but we know it's going to be a very short set. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's There's, the thing. Harvey Danger couldn't do a four-hour show. You know what I mean? I mean, no. maybe they could, but they did. I've uh, seen my favorite bands, the Mountain Goats, uh, like three, three or four times. Um, I've seen Fish since I got together with my partner. Now ten times. That's so many times. So, uh, and those are long shows. The Mountain Goats will play for like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Fish will play for sensible, four. sensible eighty. <laughs> I love the Mountain Goats too. Caitlin, you're you're already in the lead and we haven't done a single thing. Uh, Okay, so Buckaroo and Swifty. Buckaroo and Swifty. There should be a movie called Buckaroo Swifty. There isn't. But the title of this show will be Buckaroo versus Swifty. Those are your buzzing words. Keep them ready. Got it. As we move forward. Nobody calls her Swifty, but I just kind of like Swift. I don't know. I like the flow of Buckaroo and Swifty together. I mean, Swifties is like the the name name of her fans. So yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I would have gone with Taylor's taters. If I was like, if I was trying to create a, a like a communal, like a collective name for mm-hmm. Taylor Swift fans, but that's why I don't make uh, Taylor Swift money. That's why I'm not giving producer Christian a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Sure. Did you hear she just did that by the way? She took $5 I million did, dollars yes. out of this tour gross. She's giving people a hundred thousand dollar bonuses. God damn it. Good for her. Good for her. There are some people who are very wealthy at the top of the food chain who aren't monsters uh, or producers. All right, I don't want to get sidetracked. Let's start <laughs> the show with a game that we are calling, I say we let him go. Oh. Uh, we, of course, <laughs> we of course, were beside ourselves, like literally, we, have, we were deeply, honestly saddened to learn the passing of Paul Rubens, one of the greatest to ever do it, the comedy genius. Yeah, this one hit me hard. Character Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, it really did, it did, didn't it? I mean, my God, pure joy. Um, 
which is one of, one of the all-time greats. So we wanted to celebrate Mr. Rubens with a round that showcased his body of work, but we can't. It's just, it's against strike rules, so we're not gonna, because Pee Wee would want it that way. So instead, we have chosen to play a very different game that simply celebrates one of the, the stickiest, earwormiest songs of all time, Tequila by the Champs. The name of the group that did that, uh, of course, made famous by the guy who did it his karaoke song on the reality show, non-struck reality show, America's Got Talent. Now, if this round inspires you to think about Paul Rubens fondly, go ahead and do it. If you're familiar with the song, you know it only has one lyric, which is tequila. So this round is very simple. We will play you a series of five second clips from the song. We will then pause. And you will have to tell us if in the next five seconds, the champs sing the word tequila or not. We'll go back and forth on this one so you don't need those buzzing words. I'll play you a short clip. You say tequila or tequila no. All right, number one. Uh, and this is for you, Glenn. I'm going to say tequila. Let's hear those next five seconds. Tequila. One point to you, Glenn Tickle, and thereby, Peter Weller. Caitlin, next one's for you. Tequila. Let's hear him. Rude. It cuts extremely up right rude. before. <laughs> yeah, extremely rude. Extremely rude. Uh, all right, number three is for you, Glenn. That's a tequila no? Is that was that's the bad one? Yeah. Tequila no? Yeah. <laughs> tequila no. Sure. Yes, point to you. Uh, the next one is for you, Caitlin. Tequila or tequila no? Tequila no. Oh boy, over two. Extremely, oh, I'm two. extremely disappointed. The champs in are coming for you. Number five is Shuglen. I'm going to say tequila, no. Tequila, no. Let's hear it. All right. You're correct. Another point to you. Caitlin, for you. Let's hear this one. And then tell me, tequila or tequila? No. I'm going to say tequila, no. Mm. Tequila! <laughs> that was the very end of the song where they say tequila the best. Uh, That's the best one. That's the best time of saying tequila and tequila. One. That is the best That's one. That's the best time they do it. That's the best time. Uh, that's the end of the round because the song is two minutes long and they only say a damn word three <laughs> times. Uh, all right. Well, Glenn's got three. Caitlin's got none. I have to drink a lot that's, of tequila now. <laughs> I think that I think I only did morning. well in that because of a movie that we don't need to address, but have already. So. Yeah, because of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. I OK, you know, I'm going to say this because you can only watch it like in in pirated form it's not on any of the official streaming services but the um 
the episode of Saturday Night Live that is hosted yeah. by Pee Wee Herman from like, I think 1985. Um, it's from that terrible season with Robert Downey Jr. and Anthony Michael Hall. And it's bad. But his monologue is so good. And there, there are a couple of really good moments, but his monologue is not in the one that's on Peacock. I think the only time somebody's hosted it as a character, if I remember correctly. Ooh. Oh, cool. Wow. Interesting. I mean, I mean, can you count Steven Seagal? He's like, Quite the is, character. That, is that really who he is? <laughs> Quite a character. Quite a character. All right. After that round, Glenn's got three. Caitlin's got none at all, but that's Sorry. okay. We're shaking it off. It is now time. It's time for an etiquette round. This is what happens when you're on strike and you can't promote struck things. You have an etiquette round. This is a round we're calling Good Manners, Dag Nabbit. In our efforts to make the show strike compliant, we are going to, for the foreseeable future, jettison what would normally be a movie or TV-based round, and we will replace it with a round about whatever else we feel like. So this week, we've decided to look at a different kind of entertainment, and that kind of entertainment is dinner parties. Uh, so I'm going to give you some facts about Western dinner party etiquette over the centuries, you tell me whether they are true or false. If they are true, say good manners. If you think they are false, say dagnabbit, because that's <laughs> very rude across <laughs> all cultures and eras. Okay, uh, and you'll buzz in for this one. Okay, so in medieval times, food was eaten not off a plate, but off a piece of stale bread called a trencher. Buckaroo. Glenn? Oh, True. That is true. Good manners. You were supposed to say good good manners. manners. Good, great manners. You know what? I was going to say that too. Well, okay. You know what? I'm going to give you a point. I'm going to give you one point of credibility for that one. Okay. um, Next one. Good etiquette in the 19th century dictated that if a lady was offered a glass of champagne, she must decline. Swifty. Yes, Caitlin. Dang, nabbit. Dang, nabbit. That is correct in that it is incorrect. It's not true. Number three, good etiquette in the 19th century says that if a lady is offered a glass of champagne, she must accept. Buckaroo. Yes, Glenn. Good manners? Incorrect. <laughs> Dag nabbit. <laughs> Are you just making up rules whole cloth? It's got to be yes. one or the other. No, it isn't. You should, she there's can no, make her there's choice. There's no finding. She can make her choice. However. I mean, it's very progressive for the 19th century. Nothing that says whether a lady has to accept or decline a glass of champagne. However... Uh, the, a lady is to have precisely one glass of champagne. It was considered rude to have any more, but it was also considered rude to have any fewer. It's a good way to go through life, I think. Uh, okay, number four. During the Second World War in the UK, sausages were not eaten because they were considered German. Swifty. Yes. Dang nabbit. Dang nabbit is correct. Uh, they were not eaten because of rationing. Point to you. Oh my goodness, you're catching up. All right, number five. In the 19th century, you were to come armed to a dinner party with three questions. That's buckaroo. Yes. Good manners. Dagnabbit! Oh. Actually, it's actually considered rude to ask a direct uh, question of any kind. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do in the 19th century that asks people questions? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You you would allude. You would allude to them. So instead of saying, how are you? You would say, I trust you are well. That's why people talked like that? Because they thought it was cool and polite? I guess that's why people talk like that. Yeah. Wild. I would fail there. I would yeah, fail if I went like back a in good time. question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a curious boy. Uh, number six. In the 1940s, if someone asked you for the salt, you must hand them both the salt and the pepper. Swifty. Oh, buckaroo. Ooh. 
you, you started saying Swifty before he started saying Buckaroo. All right. So, Caitlin? Uh, good manners. Good manners is correct. The salt and the pepper had to be kept together. My dad insisted on that still, like really? when we were kids. He That was like a, a real thing. He would get annoyed at if he did one, not the other. Interesting. Wow, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I kind of see his point. I don't love like looking for one of them. Mm-hmm. Right, you keep, they're they're friends, famously. They're friends. So you want to keep friends. them together. <laughs> yeah, you typically would use both, so they should yeah, stay. Together. And you don't have to use both, but it's kind of obnoxious to be like, "Can you pass the salt? Thank yeah. you. Can you pass you know, the keep pepper? track of where they Thank are?" Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Team Dad on that one. Point to you. Uh, all right, this this one is about manners today. It's very current. According to the etiquette experts on MarthaStewart.com, if you take off your glasses at the table, they should always be placed to the left of your cutlery. Swifty. Yes, Caitlin. Dang nabbit. Dang nabbit is correct. Nothing should be placed on the table that is not part of the meal itself. Yeah, I don't want your disgusting glasses on the table. Smudgy old glasses. Get them off. Uh, number eight, and again, this is according to MarthaStewart.com. If you are expecting an important call during the meal from, let's say, a babysitter, you should not warn fellow guests in advance because that means one call interrupts the meal twice. Swifty. Yes, Caitlin. Dang nabbit. Dang nabbit, you're good. You're very polite. The advice is to warn fellow diners in advance so that they know what's what. And will you look at that? What a reversal of fortune. Oh. After that etiquette round, Caitlin is in the lead with six. Glenn just behind with five. I feel like the rudest little boy after not doing well in that round. I feel well, like you such should. a lady. You sit, yeah, you <laughs> sit in the corner of that dining room. Yeah, I'm just throwing glasses on the table. I'm asking questions <laughs> mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm drunk Goodness on tequila. Gracious. You're drunk on tequila. Yeah. It is. The sun oh. is high in the sky. Uh, okay, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters. Apresa! Hey, when you listen to podcasts, it really just comes down to whether or not you like the sound of everyone's voices. My voice is one of the sounds you'll hear on the podcast Dr. Game Show. And this is the voice of co-host and fearless leader Joe Firestone. This is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners and we play them with callers over Zoom we've never spoken to in our lives. So that is basically the concept of the show. Pretty chill. So take it or leave it, bucko. And here's what some of the listeners have to say. It's funny, wholesome, and it never fails to make me smile. I just started listening and I'm already binging it. I haven't laughed this hard in ages. I wish I'd discovered it sooner. You can find Dr. Game Show on MaximumFun.org. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Glenn Tickle and Caitlin Cook. Caitlin is in the lead by one as we move into our next round. Uh, how are you guys? How's, how's your strike so far? You know, I'm working on a solo show that's going off Broadway. So it's, and, and I'm doing late night spots or sorry, not, not TV late night not spots, on the TV. just stand up spots. So it's, stand-up it's spots. not affecting me as much as it would be if I was working on other projects, but I will say a lot of my friends really want to hang out all of the time because yeah. they, they are out of work. So yeah. it really, it's been lovely because yeah. I get to see my friends mm-hmm. a lot more. That's cool. Good. Way to look on the bright side. How about you, Glenn? Yeah. Similar. I've been mostly editing a, a self-produced uh, comedy special, so not struck work. And I, 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 some friends are around more, but you know, not 
in the deep woods of New Jersey where I am, so I wouldn't be hanging out with them anyway. So it's a lot of like, I get more texts, I think, from people during the day than I did a couple months ago. But uh, it is also uh, fun to reply to every time I see a studio post something on threads to reply about paying people. Uh, That's been mostly what I've been doing with with threads. That's Uh, pretty fun. Yeah, that is fun. You know, there's not a, like a picket line in my small town in New Jersey, so <laughs> that's my my little way of helping. That's your bothering HBO, great on the internet, great bothering some social media intern who <laughs> yeah. also isn't paid enough. That'll do it, or, or at all. Uh, okay, our next round is called lame brand recognition. Professional money waster Elon Musk has recently announced that he has renamed Twitter to X, uh, as in I could not get over my X. So dumb. Yeah, it's so dumb. And it's like, it's unusable all of a sudden. Like, it's so, it's not, it it hasn't been fun for a long time. But now it's like, not fun and broken. Yeah, it's really, it's bad. I have it blocked on everything but my tablet. And and so I'll check once in a while. And every time it does, every time I do, I notice myself getting just a little bit sadder. It's, It's so bad. It's so bad now. It's bad chaos. I'm just excited. Chaos. I'm excited for when it implodes. I was never a Twitter person yeah. and I'm tired of people being on it and I'm ready for it to die and it's dying a yeah. slower death than I would like it to. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised it's hung yeah. on this long, if I'm being yeah. honest. Well, but now now it's like, you know, the, the worst people are in charge of it and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they paid their little $8 so they can get their comment right to the top. And it's, it's, uh, it's very, it's, busy but it's terrible it's absolutely terrible but it's good also because like threads is just no fun and Mm. blue sky is not that great and mastodon i could never figure out and it's like oh i actually i've signed up for all of them mastodon i can never sign into yeah blue sky is just like people competitively like trying to be more right than somebody they're arguing with over like really minor stuff and then Yeah, threads. I feel like it hopefully will get there, but I, I if I had Maybe. to bet on one, but I yeah. don't feel good about it because they're all bad. They're all pretty bad. And the other day, like I, I had a song stuck in my head, and it's from a popular movie musical, so I'm not going to say what it was because that would be against that would not be strike compliant. So, but I had it stuck in my head, and I was like, oh, I should like I had that feeling of just like oh, I should go on Twitter and tell. Everyone on Twitter that this song is stuck in my head. And then I, because I, it's blocked on everything, but like one device and it's only like monsters and weirdos and Nazis that are on it still. I should tell the worst people do about it. this song. Yeah. I was like, oh, so I'm just not gonna do it. And then it was like, oh yeah, no, I'll just have, I'll just have that thought will be in my head and I won't express it. And, and it was like, oh, okay. All right. I can do that. I, oh, can you imagine? I can remember how to do that. Not sharing a thought with the internet. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it felt kind of good. Felt kind of good. Anyway, so let's get back to X. Uh, that's what Twitter's called now. And the, and the logo is so, so dumb. fucking hideous. Oh my God. So much. <laughs> it's like, it is like the worst gentleman's club in North Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it's, it's bad design. Also this year, Warner Brothers decided to unload the one, prestigious property that they owned HBO from the title of their streaming service. So now it's just max. Yeah. Now it's the name of my cat. Now. Yeah. Now it's now it evokes like bad cable from the eighties and like (laughs) movies that aren't dirty enough. This is the year of name brands. Just 
chucking the very things that they are most known for, like movie studios deciding they can do without actors or writers. It's a dark time. But why should the wealthy have all the brand-ruining fun? For this game, our writers have completely ruined some of the best-known brands in America, perhaps the world. We will tell you what things they did to ruin a recently revamped brand. You will buzz in to tell us what company it originally was. It'll make sense as we go. I know that I made a a real mess of that uh, explanation, but it'll make sense. Okay, here we go. We'll start with an easy one. We have fired and banned all clowns. We've drained the grease from all the friars, removed any trace of gold or arches from our logo. Yes. McDonald's. McDonald's. That's correct. I was going to say we've pivoted to an all arch deluxe menu. Um, All right. Uh, Next. Interlocking bricks. Not anymore. From now on, we are only making blocks that have completely rounded edges. So you got to balance them on top of one another. You'll never get it right, but you will trip on them. Swifty? Buckaroo. Uh, Yes, Caitlin? I feel like I'm wrong now. Uh, Tetris? No. No, Buckaroo. Yes? Lego. Lego is correct. And you have retaken the lead. Okay, uh, number three. Autumn is just around the corner, but even though it's hot outside, it'll be a cold day in hell before we sell you another latte with pumpkin spice in it. Swifty. Yes. Starbucks. Starbucks! All right, number four. People say they only read our magazine for the articles, so we have decided to go whole hog. Buckaroo. No more what? Yes. Playboy. Playboy! Playboy is correct. Uh, Okay. We are pleased to announce we have successfully hunted the last polar bear to extinction, and we are on a break from the color red. Swifty. Yes. Target. No. Oh, Buckaroo. Yes. Coca-Cola. Did you see? Did you see the like? Producer Christian actually like clutched (laughs) his mouth in shock when you said Target. He couldn't believe it. Okay. Uh, Number six. I didn't know there, what it yeah, was. There's red. When you yeah, buzzed in the there's red and there's, a, there's the dog and the animals and yeah. Sure. They're, they're, yeah, and dogs are polar bears as we all yeah, know. Yeah, we know that. I couldn't get that out right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Virtually identical. Yeah. Uh, all right. You know what? Number six. You know what? We're sick of the overhead of building phones and computers. We're going back to our roots. We're just selling fruit. Buckaroo. Yes. Apple. Apple's correct. Okay. We know you depend on us for picking up everything that you are looking for, but we're going to shift our focus into, you know, we carry one thing that you need. Swift. So you just get it? Yes. Uh, uh, Amazon? Hmm. No. So you get in and out of our stores as soon as possible. We'll just use it there. We'll have Buckaroo. Yeah. Target. Target is correct. Uh, is correct. You blew your target early. I did. Uh, okay. <laughs> I hit it. Hey, welcome aboard. We are happy to announce assigned seats, a total ban on flight attendants trying to be funny, and we will Swifty. never completely dis... Yes? Southwest. Southwest is correct. I couldn't roll, I couldn't chime in fast enough because I was rolling yep. my eyes at the funny flight attendant thing. Oh, <laughs> my, I hate it. I hate oh, it every time. We yep. love it. We Just love tell it. me where the <laughs> exits are. That's all funny I need. Funny flight attendant, don't we, folks? Oh, boy. Um, I, like, I would actually, if if there were an airline that promised that their flight attendants were like so angry. <laughs> I would fly that airline. Cause I, I, there's, I mean, I always try to be very, very nice, but when, when I board a flight and 
it's clear the whole crew is just not having any of us. I this I love it. I yeah. love it. Oh my god, I love it so much. I it was on a flight. This goes back a few years, but um, like the the someone the flight attendant who was checking all the overheads to make sure that you know everything was actually full. Um, like past one, and and somebody had put in their bag like the wrong way. It was it was the long way where it's supposed to be the this way so that sure. more bags can go in. But instead of instead of just moving it, he like went down, saw it and went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like that, like so, it was so great. It was, I, I just, I, I was, it was one of the happiest days of my life. I just heard another I, comic I, tell a story about doing a set on a plane because they told the pilot they were flying to a show oh, and the no. pilot's like, oh, do you want to like entertain the passengers? And they, oh, no. they did it on like the little phone thing up front and like, oh yeah, about 30 people, like 30% of the people were like pretty into it. And uh, the rest of the plane, not, not as much. I'm like, yeah. Don't do that. That's no. not why you do that. Oh don't my do god! That. Don't do, you don't have to do everything. The flight. That's a crime. I think that's is a what crime. That's like, like that's, that's like real. um you know the people on the subway, the the dance crews and the yes. mariachi mm-hmm. bands. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be entertained that's, right now. That's why I have my phone to stare at. That's why I have a TV <laughs> in front of me. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. That's why I have a book that in my lap that I am pretending to read. All right, number nine. You were all having just a little too much fun before the movie started, so we regret to inform you that Nicole Kidman has been sent to a farm upstate. Yes? Yes, Caitlin. AMC Theatres. We come to that place for magic and for 35 minutes of movie trailers for shit that you would never want to see. It is unbearable. Absolutely unbearable. All right, number 10. Why set two teams of American and British comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale where we can can just get on Zoom? Yes, Glenn? International Waters. International Waters is correct. Yeah, we used to be international, but now we are merely troubled. At the end of that round, the scores are as follows. It's still quite a game. Glenn and Buckaroo have 12. Taylor Swift and Caitlin have nine. We're going to take another little break. We'll be right back. I'm Yucky Jessica. I'm Chuck Crudsworth. And this is Terrible. A podcast where we talk about things we hate that are awful. Today we're discussing Wonderful, a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Hosts Rachel and Griffin McElroy, a real-life married couple. Yuck. Discuss a wide range of topics. Music, video games, poetry, snacks. But I hate all that stuff. I know you do, Yucky Jessica. It comes out every Wednesday, the worst day of the week, wherever you download your podcasts. For our next topic, we're talking Fiona the baby hippo from the Cincinnati Zoo. I hate this little hippo. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am Dave Holmes. With us are Glenn Tickle and Caitlin Cook. It is time for a game we're calling the Sinead O'Connor Covers Round. After the second and third round palate cleansers, we're bookending our show with some musically motivated tributes to artists who we have loved and lost. Another great artist who recently passed is Sinead O'Connor. We thought we would pay tribute with a simple celebratory round. Now, she her one big hit in the States, well, really everywhere was Nothing Compares to You. It was a cover of a Prince song. But obviously her career was so, so, so much more than that. But she did 
have a real thing for a cover song. So in this round, I'll play you a clip. You tell me what song Sinead O'Connor is covering in the clip. You get one point for the title of the song, one point for telling me who the song was originally by. Some of these will be easy. Some of them, so bad. <laughs> not. Okay, you've called your shot there, Glenn. You've got a real opportunity here, Caitlin. Uh, okay, number one. There is a house in New Orleans. Buckaroo. Yes, Glenn. House of the Rising Sun. Yep, bye. Absolutely no idea. Okay, Caitlin to steal. Uh, R.E.M.? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not Aria. No. Oh, my God. What am I mixing up in my head? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I would love to hear that cover, though. Yeah. I, I don't know. Michael. Kind of would, Get too. on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was The Animals. It was originally The uh, Animals. Long, long time before Aria. Okay. Uh, number two. But nothing impressed me at all. I never expected. Swifty. Buckaroo. You. Yes, Caitlin. Uh, don't cry for me, Argentina. It's from Evita. Yes, it is from Evita. I'll give you a point, but who who wrote it? Oh, man. I'm disappointing all, on, my mus- theater. all my musical, on, musical theater, theater kids now. That's okay. That's okay. I didn't need Can it. I, I attempt to steal? There. Go no. for it. <laughs> I was going to say Madonna, but I don't know if she did the song or was just in she the did. movie. She oh, did. Okay. Yeah. 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 She was. She played Ava Perron. She had to do the song. Uh, okay, that was, yeah, uh, written by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim. Oh, that's why. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's the worst. He's the worst. Yeah. He's the worst. Yeah. Uh, number three. What else should I say? Everyone's gay. Buckaroo. Yes, Glenn? All Apologies by Nirvana. Correct. Yes. Did she really do these, or is this someone trying to sound like Sinead O'Connor doing them? Nope, these are really her all the way through. That was uh, from an album called Universal Mother. That was from the '90s. She like that was she she yeah. I don't know that much about her work, if I'm being honest. Well, I didn't realize she did this many covers. You do, yeah. She did. She was a you know she was a song stylist. Uh, Number four. Chickatita, tell me what's wrong. You're in shame by your own sorrow. Swifty? Yes. Can I guess the song is called Chickadee? I've never heard this song before. Well, <laughs> really? Mm-mm. Wow. I have no idea what that is. It's it's not it's not called Chickadee. Oh. It's called it's called Chiquitita. Chiquitita. I mean you were very close, but I can't give it to you. Yeah, now, that's fair. Can you guess? Can you guess who originally sang Chiquitita? I will give you a hint. It was in a Broadway show and a movie, and that and then that movie had a sequel, and it was that Broadway show and the movie and the sequel were all based on the work of one act. And okay, I can't I can't keep doing no. it. It was Abba. Yeah. Abba. Chiquitita by oh. Abba. Mm. When yeah. I heard the guitar at first, I thought it was going to be a cover of Tequila. I'm like, oh, that really tie the rounds together. Wouldn't that have been a triumph? I would love to hear Sinead O'Connor cover Tequila. Oh my God. Yeah. Wouldn't I would love to hear anyone cover soon. Tequila. 
<laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's ripe. It's ripe for a for a reimagining. Okay, next. You tell me that my life is based upon a lie. I casually mention that I pissed in your coffee. I hope you know that all I want from you is sex. To be with someone who looks smashing. You didn't get ABBA. I got, I got nothing. I don't, I don't feel great. <laughs> I like it. One. Okay. Cool lyrics. Yeah, fun lyrics, right? Yeah. That was a song called Queen of Denmark, originally done by John Grant. Yeah. Never. So there you go. Uh, that is. Well, you should know who that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Next. Now I feel bad. Yeah, well, you should. I'm not here <laughs> yeah, to hold good. you should. Yeah, feel terrible, yeah. dummy. Yeah. I want to be loved by you, just you, nobody else. Buckaroo. Yeah, Glenn. I, I believe it is called I Want to Be Loved by You. That is uh, correct. Uh, I don't know who did it originally. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Was, oh, really? The most popular version was done by Marilyn Monroe and some like nice. that. Yeah. yeah it was nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, take that yeah. point. I don't feel like I deserve. <laughs> yeah. Well, take, you got to. Um, I actually, when it first started up, uh, I and I was looking at the answer, but I was like, did she do a cover of the theme song from Police Squad? Because that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> There are like two people listening who are like, that's, I thought so too. Uh, okay, next. Love is just a lie to make That's hard. That's hard. It's hard. We're going deep. It's hard. I'm embarrassed well, as a musician. Too. I will say. Well, listen. Yeah, I don't think you need to be. This is, this is hard. She had, she had a, a, a deep and a vast career. That was a song called Love Hurts, originally done by the Everly Brothers. Let's listen to our final track. Buckaroo. Yes? You do something to me by Irving Berlin? Oh boy! Oh boy! Close, but no old timey cigar. It was uh, uh, originally written by Cole, Cole Porter. Porter. Cole Porter. You know I what? Waited to, I waited to chime <laughs> in because I was going back too. and forth between the two of them. I feel like now my wife is going to be disappointed in me, well, as I'm sure yeah. she already was. But on that matter specifically, <laughs> yeah, there I feel you like go. she would that expect was, me to know that. That was "You Do Something to Me" by Cole Porter. That was from, I believe, the first Red Hot and Blue album, which was like they they did a whole bunch of Cole Porter covers to raise money for AIDS. And I was afraid to buy it because I was young and Catholic and gay, and I thought that because of those things, I just had AIDS. So I was afraid to buy it. Like that's actually kind of a true story. Wow. Like I was so I was so in a panic that I was like, "Well, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's, no, I can't." Catholic is a is a weird thing to be. Yeah. Anyway, a- that is it. At the end of that round, <laughs> our score. Let me let me tabulate. Okay, with eighteen points, Glenn and Buckaroo Banzai are our winners. Congratulations, working the uh, the con the fan con circuits together. Uh, congratulations, just a, a job Thank well done. Both so of you much. actually did great. Caitlin just behind with twelve. Taylor Swift well doing just fine. Oh yeah, Taylor Swift's doing just, She's just fine. She's, Taylor, She's fine. Taylor will survive. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Okay, uh, it is now time for plugs. 
But listen, this is a tightrope walk. Uh, tell us what you're working on. And then to offset the ego karma, tell us about something someone else made that you want the world to know about. But it, it but not on a streaming service or in a movie theater. Uh, Glenn, we'll start with you. Sure. Uh, September 15th, my, my new special, Glenn Tickle Against the World Crime League, comes out uh, on my YouTube channel. It, it is not through a streaming service that is being struck uh, and was independently produced. And uh, for something a friend of mine is doing, uh, my friend Eric Smith is an author. He wrote the novelization of the stage musical Jagged Little Pill with Alanis Mm -hmm. Morissette. That Mm -hmm. is, it is coming out. Uh, It's the book's been out for a while, but I think they are releasing the paperback or they did that already and they're releasing the hardcover. I'm not 100% sure how books work. Probably the other way but around. But a new yeah. version is coming out and you can buy it uh, and support right. my friend who is very nice. Love it. Yeah, let's 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 support a book. Yeah, go read. go read. Go read books. A book. Go pretend to read a book on an airplane. Caitlin? <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you're in New York, um, I'm doing my debut off-Broadway run of The Writing on the Stall. That's... Uh, in September, the first three weeks of September, my bathroom stall graffiti musical. Uh, there's also, if you're not in New York, uh, the studio album is on all streaming services. And uh, if you go on my YouTube, you can see the graffiti along with the lyrics um, or check out my my TikTok and Instagram. I've been posting on Reels and TikTok uh, a clip from the album or, or the show every day. Um, one just hit. 5.4 million views on reels. Um, people are having some interesting discussions in the comments about uh, illustrated dicks. Um, <laughs> and then uh, something my friends are doing. Um, I think you'll be able to catch this by the time the episode comes out. But uh, my buddy Alex Edelman is doing a show called Just For Us on Broadway right now. He's filming it for a streaming service that I won't mention. Uh, But it's a great show and deserves to be seen live. I saw it live uh, five years ago in Australia. He's been really touring it ever since. And now it's on Broadway. I saw it on Monday. It was very cool to see. Um, And then if you're in Scotland uh, and at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. There's a lot of really fun people over there doing their own solo shows and building their own thing, like um, Zach Zucker and Chloe Radcliffe and Moses Storm, um, anyone involved with Stamptown. Uh, it's a great place to just go see some live shows and people doing some weird, weird shit. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, I'm Dave Holmes. I host this show, Troubled Waters. Uh, And you know what? With your uh, time that you are spending not watching streaming services, uh, check out all of the shows on the uh, the Max Fun Network. Uh, If you are musically inclined, uh, my friend Daniel Ellsworth is uh, is releasing uh, has released three of a four EP sort of suite um, uh, called "I Have." Second one is. No idea. Third one is what, and fourth one is I'm doing what has just come out, uh, and it is such fun, breezy pop music for the summertime. I cannot recommend it highly enough, and I've heard a little bit of uh, of the last one, and it is beautiful as well. Daniel Ellsworth on your streaming services. Uh, all right, Glenn Tickle, Caitlin Cook, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones? If you're working the picket lines, we we support you, and we'll see you out there, and we'll see you all next time on Troubled Waters. Bye. You have been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing with Glenn Tickle. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Caitlin Cook. Woo-woo! 
Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. They're making noise right now, but they're far away. You can't hear them. But thank you to them for letting us use it. Follow us on Instagram. We'll be posting about our episodes there because X is a cesspool. Uh, the script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. And we love you. Bye. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.